Hello everybody and welcome back to the Vishal Gondal show. I am very excited to introduce my new guest today. She's someone who I met after several years. She was with me in college even though we didn't hang out too much at that point of time. And I found out that she's up to something truly incredible. She's now India's leading sexuality educator both for kids, parents and the world in general. And uh, she has transformed herself from this conservative guju girl who used to at one point of time sell ball bearings uh, to now teaching the world about sex and all the taboos and kind of demystifying the entire thing but what is most exciting about her is the multiple roles she's playing she's a mother a daughter a wife and an amazing educator So Neeti welcome to the show really excited to have you here Hey Vishal thank you so much for having me it's an honor truly No, no I mean what you are doing is truly remarkable which is why I wanted you to come and talk to us about it but let's first start this how come I never really hung out with you in college what happened So I was this timid girl out of a convent school um completely on her own suddenly and um it took me a couple of years to really come out and be there enjoy life so i think you were also busy making a lot of games <laughs> yeah, i was hardly in college yes. that's so thing and uh, you know it's like in and out you attend a little you're out a little but i have seen you around so yes i definitely knew you by face like okay he's the guy who was in college sometimes but yeah i think your group was a little different than where i was hanging out yeah yeah and and you know it's interesting that podar college the college you went to there have been some really interesting people out there and in fact yes. uh, uh, a lot of them are in i am in touch with them sure you are yes. but uh, i think we suddenly reconnected a little less than a year back on facebook yes and uh, how was that like i mean what were you up to on all these days it's been exciting So um how I found you also was I was looking for a lot of college mates I wanted to reconnect and your profile popped in suggestions and I was like okay I know this guy so let me just send an um uh, request and that's how then you know suddenly the world was talking about you and your name started coming up everywhere are vishal gundal ko jante ho kya I was like yeah <laughs> just another guy that's when i realized what you were up to and somehow i was very ignorant about the fact of all that you have achieved um but the reason i also was looking to connect was being a sex educator in our country and being a woman is not very welcoming or at least it wasn't in all these years wasn't welcoming where people would want to connect with you so i had to go connect with people and say hey listen this is who i am that's where i was looking for um my own college mates where it would have been a little easier to introduce myself so that's where i found you you know and i think it is it is kind of perfectly timed because we were launching this yes. new service but coming back to you know you being one of now india's leading sex educator how was that journey i mean how did you suddenly jump into you know being in business and whatever other things you did to start something so radical i mean at least in the society yes. this is like this is not a 
a normal career path a lot of people choose right right so um i am the daughter in the family after my buas so there is definitely a generation gap but of course my father couldn't see that and uh, being the next girl uh, the eldest one in the house i was not given all the freedom for the career part of it uh yes they were liberal with thoughts of who i can go out with and what i can wear no time limits as such but uh, career wasn't on uh, the radar you know career was not on the cards so that is where uh, after college he my dad just took me into business with him okay because i was creating a ruckus i wanted to do something do something and he's like you know what you just want to do something right just come to office and give me a hand instead being the eldest daughter again and i just grabbed the opportunity and i started going to office with him so traveled in trains and buses did all the pun work did all the paperwork for him and i would feel so angry because that was not the person i was you know all and then this is how old were you that time 21 about okay yeah just, just after college exactly after and your tyb tyb and you didn't do that mba or chartered accountant no. see like all the people in podar yeah. except me who did do nothing but everybody was like you know doing some major courses after college you did nothing of that no because commerce was not my line to start with oh so dad put me into college just because i had two brothers in that college one both cousins so he thought i'll be a safer <laughs> bet there and uh, that's the reason i ended up with commerce and otherwise i would have definitely gone into arts you know why i took up commerce uh -huh. because lowest attendance was required in <laughs> commerce you had an agenda didn't yeah, you yeah i had a clear agenda yeah. i said i don't want to study and what is the best thing to do and of course i got into college because of my sports quota right all i was right. a national volleyball player so of course i had no marks at all right but i got into college and guess who was the other person who got into college with me on the same sports quota that was shilpa shetty shetty yes i yeah. know how it was those two years yeah. she used to come to college yes so my reason for uh, being uh, around all you awesome people was my dad's decision um so of course then i didn't want to go ahead with the same subject those were not my lines and i just grabbed the opportunity that he asked me to come and join him uh worked with him for almost 2 to 1 and a half years so you were selling ball bearings i was importing and selling ball bearings how do you sell ball bearings yeah so to make it interesting what i would do to start with uh, initial couple of months i would act as this professional secretary he had you know and nagdevi is not a street where they uh, get calls <laughs> like hello tarun traders and they'll be like who the hell where have we called so it it used to be fun i made it fun for myself i also coded a program for him which would take care of his in you know the stock that he had the ball so i did make myself so do you know what i had coded in college uh -huh. the computerized rose day i don't know if you remember that no so there was a rose day which i had it was actually called the computerized rose day in podar and we had created like instead of buying cards you buy the cards then you punch in the girl you are buying it for and then we had a leaderboard and okay. because of that we sold five times more, more cards <laughs> of course that it was a is, huge thing in podar uh, podar i don't know they do they still have these rose days i hope so things? i hope they have it because that was one day everybody <laughs> was waiting either to get or to give and then there was some idiot who would spend 10000 rupees yes. on the rose bouquet okay. and everybody will be like anyway Yeah, uh, we can talk about that. memories. Till the cows come home, I forgot. So with with uh, importing and all that, um, 
So I I was very happy to then be married to Nilesh and uh, I moved to Khar and so, uh, suddenly so I got this. This yeah. was which year approximately? Two thousand one. So in two thousand one itself, you got married. Yes, yes. Oh, so okay. all of this. So nineteen ninety seven, I started with my dad. Uh, a little bit on and off. A couple of uh, one year, I tried to do something on my own, which he was not very happy about, and then got with him, and then finally I got married in Feb two thousand one. and i got this opportunity to tell him that i can't come to your office anymore <laughs> you know i mean seeing you every day it will be difficult to adjust in my new house gave him all the reasons in the world to come out of the ball bearing business and now i'm thinking what to do because nilesh also believed that i should not sit at home do something and i got into travel and tourism wow from ball bearing to, to travel and tourism. tourism so i studied i got my uh, iata so you know, degree this is there's this thing right in the gujju's blood there is business business right? ha so like so, job program nahi hota ha so that business has to happen so i did my certification course in iata got it uh, double distinction sab hua acche so you can buy tickets to for yes, anyone yes. right now so you do it for your family uh, no <laughs> but uh, i did i did work for a year and a half again then again by that time um then i got pregnant and the first child being a nuclear family so since i was on doing a job uh, i didn't give it so much importance and i took a break so the kiddo was almost 2 years and now again the kida started like you know ghar pe to nahi baithna hai kuch to karna hai and um, the toy library became like the thing to do what is and, the toy library uh, a library where you rent toys and books for children now it's a fad now it's so a lot that's your third startup idea that's my third idea and um, though i started with a physical library like any other normal library in sindhi colony in sain but i graduated because a friend of mine had started a online library which was the first in india so registration online sara online hota tha and i immediately joined him to do the pr and get my members on board and we did brilliantly well for 5 7 years and uh, again unfortunately my partner had to leave i had to leave and we shut that uh, project down now again now what abhi kuch naya kar because at that time i delivered my second baby hmm. and again being nuclear two babies it was a little difficult and online library was a very new idea so people didn't even know to shop online and we were renting online so wahan pe thoda struggle tha but it was fun to introduce something never done before but now uh, in that period i had already attended a workshop in my child school which spoke about child sexual abuse and about sex education and that is when i thought i was a very aware parent being in the business of toy library it was not just renting it was knowing the child knowing the personality knowing the milestones then suggesting them what they should take so i was already into that line so this sounded like ye to kabhi kiya nahi khud ke bacche ke liye now what is this so started venturing into understanding and knowing what sex education is that's where i said now that i don't have the library how about at least talking to my friends and family that do you know something no but i, I just want to understand that you know at one end you had this ultra conservative family protective father they decided which college you will go to what yeah. subject you are going to study and i assume who will you marry you had an arranged yes. marriage yes so i did so at <laughs> one side everywhere everything was like you know 
yes. unfortunately traditionally yes. this is how it happens right that somebody decides for you yeah. but now you branch out into something like which is like just in the wild right you're going to do sex education for the world right how did you uh, first of all what gave you the courage to do this so i think it just stemmed from the idea that kids need to know and that time we were talking mainly about child sexual abuse so but it was not like it's a big market see the problem is a lot of people when i meet them they're like oh you know i because i thought there's a big market here or there's a big opportunity yeah, here I, you know what did you see as the need why sex education you know so india already never... has 1.3 billion people everybody <laughs> probably know about it already i think they know about the sex but the education part gets missed out right so to answer your question it was never a business idea it was just to do something now that i had two children wanted to stay home a little bit for them and wanted to do something that would add value to my life so that is where this education part started coming in so one year i simply spoke to people wherever so i got a chance were you qualified i mean like like you took a course to do yes. iit i mean for this did you take some qualification so unfortunately our university or any prominent universities in mumbai or india do not have a course on sex education is this no is 7 years back there's no sex course sex education in no. india so all the sexologists we have in our country are not sexologists per se they've not studied sexology it, they've studied medicine they've been mbbs so there is nothing called a sexologist no. it's just a made up term yes because now they are dealing in that subject so they they come from a uh, science field either they are psychologist or psychiatrist or even plain mbbs or radiologists but nobody is a sexologist per se there's no degree as such so but i did go to dr rajan bosle uh, to do my first course on sex education he was the one in mumbai who was conducting that course and um, i did go and through all the topics with him who were the other people attending the course i mean when you went and said i want to do the what did the doc what was the doctor's reaction no so dr rajin bosle was conducting a course called sex education course that's he was the one to come to do the workshop and we had about 20 people in the batch it used to happen only once a year and 20 people in the batch coming from all walks of life ngos teachers mothers so i went there as a mother no, but is it that a lot of those people are just going because it's a mandate from their organization or some department or this was like people were actually like paying from their pocket and doing it paying definitely from their pocket but it was more to understand what is this new thing and we definitely saw the need that children are going through a lot of phases in their life which they don't know how to handle nor the parents know what to do with them so i also went in as a mum i went in as a mother and it was a certified course certification and course were you the only mother in the group or were the other mothers no also? there were mothers there were mothers but i think i just took it up to spread the word because i just knew there was a need and i found myself with no hesitation i did not find myself mumbling or not using the word vagina and penis or vulva it was very natural for me to talk and my friends found that like i can't tell my child but why don't you talk to my child and that's where it all started and then i saw like people want it then why not give it where did this confidence come from to say all this so you know while my dad was a little apprehensive about my career and who all of that he was very liberal about a lot of things so what clothes to wear who to hang out with the timings i could decide that by myself and once i was married to nilesh nilesh was this another another human being altogether i at least i i am being a little biased here but i don't see men like that today at you know 7 years down the line also when i get crappy calls 
you know how it can be for a woman doing this uh, subject he takes it so healthily so even when i was talking about it he just understood where i was coming from he did understand what the challenges were and he did go through his own questions and uh, you know insecurities and all of it but he knew where i was coming from and what my agenda and what my intention was that's why it never was a problem in my uh, family per se my in-laws for a long time they didn't know what i was doing they just knew that i go to you know schools and talk to children about things that they need to know and uh, suddenly i had this article come in the gujarati magazine <laughs> that's where they found <laughs> out ye kya kar rahi hai but very very touchwood fortunately everybody because of the way it was written they just took it so healthily and they were like yeah yeah you know the world needs it no, but you know again the problem is that you know it is for some reason considered as a taboo even though it is the most important i mean the need of the are you know the whole yeah. challenges in the indian society if you see all the rapes which are happening all you know the the issue which happened in delhi yes. and uh you know in the nirbhaya case and all of that and then on the other extreme uh there are all these people who are addicted to porn mm. online people are doing all kinds of things online mm. so i think the and the internet has kind of taken this to, to another level, level itself yeah. right yeah. previously it was little lesser so it is the need of the r so why are there not hundreds and hundreds of people who are doing what you are doing because it takes i don't think it takes courage because courage can give you a shaky ground it's just the belief that people need it and with that belief it becomes very easy for me to talk about it it becomes easy because i don't see shame in it so somewhere the way i was raised there was no shame i remember when i used to get my periods and i would have my dad sit next to me usually it was morning early morning 6:30 so that's how i wake up people that i am in pain and i used to have bad cramps so my mom would sit next to me my dad had to sit next to me and i would spend 3 hours sitting and rolling on that bed with pain they'll give me medicines he'll do whatever in his capacity but very patiently sit next to me for those 3 hours no guy of going to work or you know i'm spending time with my daughter i'm feeling uncomfortable nothing and as i said you know there was no restriction on wearing any kind of clothes so i've literally been raised in shorts and short skirts so that um comfort of sexuality like i am who i am no shame of my body no shame of what's happening to me it was like a part of growing up that's where my comfort comes from so my mom comes from gujarat my dad comes from gujarat they've settled here but i don't see that conservativeness from this angle yes career who to get married all that they were a part of but never a part of telling me that you should be ashamed of something but you know i remember at least in my school i never remembered having sex education ever come mm. or we never discussed this at least with our parents i don't know about you but what is the difference between those times and today why today it's suddenly everybody says it's important and it was not even yeah. in people's radar 10 20 30 years back what has happened in 30 years or 20 years so i did have a sex education class when i was in school high school but that was not from the sex educators point of view it was from the commercial point of view the stay free guys would come into it <laughs> yeah they were trying to sell you sell, something correct so there was a commercial education. angle to it of course the csr was the, happening i only remember colgate coming and giving dental <laughs> things to us to then say colgate karido right so we had a uh, stay free guys coming in so yeah for guys imagine there is nobody right coming in at least for girls they had exactly. a product to sell 
Exactly. So for me, that was sex education to just hear what is going to happen to me. And this is what I have to use. I remember passing on those pads to some other girl who would be like, I don't mind taking it. So pass on But of course, the times have changed. We did not have mobile phones. Um, media was not focusing so much on sexual messages. Today, you see chocolate ads, they have sexual message, underlying sexual message to it. People selling slice, I'm taking names, but people selling slides. Now, who drinks a mango drink waiting for the last drop, you know, <laughs> with those, you know, yeah. um, lush, beautiful lips and Katrina doing it. So there's a lot of sexual... All the songs, the songs are like... <laughs> oh, who dances like that? Okay. So when I do my puberty and teenage workshops, I actually ask them. So how many of y'all have seen your parents dancing around the trees or singing these romantic songs and fighting the way Doom fights? So that is what the media in different ways, you know, print, radio, movies, everything is exposing children to another level. So we have eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds today talking about what to wear, how to look, the heels to wear and the gloss to wear. They know the product names and they know all of that because of the exposure. So mobile phones, as much a boon, it's also a curse for the younger ones. Pornography being so easily available, it's not funny. You know, I mean, though people see a lot of, um, I'll say, advantage for themselves, they don't understand what it's doing to the young minds. Mm -hmm. So trust me, the youngest client, I will call her, who I have had is an eight-year-old girl. Eight-year-old girl? Eight-year-old girl. Her mother got her to me saying that, Nyati, unintentionally she has seen porn. Now why? Because some friend of hers told her to, she's written that link on her rough book, to see it through not her parents' phone, but somebody else's phone. So she goes to her grandparents' house to see that. And she saw porn. Okay. Oh, Eight-year-old. Eight-year-old. Wow. Now, when she spoke to me and I said, so what is it that you did not like? Or what is it that you liked? So just trying to gauge the child's understanding of what she saw. She's like, auntie, I just don't get one thing. If you're saying this is not okay and we don't do such things, why were those people smiling in the pictures? Now, see how a child can think. If it is wrong, if it is bad... These were not the terms I used, but that's how she heard it. Why were they smiling? So to explain an eight-year-old that they were being paid for it. So what do you do when there's a camera in front of you? What do people tell you to do? Smile. So that's how, you know, the pictures are taken. And she just would not get the concept of what is wrong in this. And somewhere it was haunting her that wherever I see a blonde woman, I see those pictures now. So imagine what it does to an eight-year-old. So it's, see the way the children are being exposed, see the way relationships are falling apart because we as individuals are taking help from pornography. Mm -hmm. Partners are sitting next to us, we are watching pornography. Where is the touch? Where is the exploration of each other? Where is the, you know, uh, discovering one another? Where is the connection? It's all going the Vishal Gondal Show will be right back after this break. 
Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another awesome week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you are not following us on social media, please make sure you do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You know, the IPL's been going full board this week or for the last couple of weeks. If you podcast around that, we got a couple of suggestions for you. There is a new show that we've launched called What a Player. It's being hosted by Akash Mehta, the host of Vartalab, and Siddharth Dudeja, who is a really funny stand-up comic. Also on Cyrus Says, we've been doing this Wednesday episode called Lanso, Left Arm Not So Orthodox. On that, Cyrus is talking to a variety of different people about what happened the previous week in cricket. And if you want to get a historical perspective on what T20 cricket is and how it's come about, you might want to check out the show we did a couple of years ago called The Cricket Walla Chronicles. It's hosted by Ayaz Memin, and in the first season, Ayaz examines how T20 cricket started. And speaking of the action this week, on The Seen and the Unseen, Amit Verma's guest is the economics editor of the Hindu, Pooja Mehra. The two of them talk about how the Indian economy has struggled in the past decade under two separate governments and prime ministers. On Pesa Vesa, Anupam is joined by Dhawal Kapadia, director, portfolio specialist at Morningstar. They talk about how you can assess your financial goals in the new financial year. On IVM Likes, Avinit, Zoya, Madhuri and Radhika, the newbies, give out pop culture recommendations and later take you on a nostalgic journey of 90s pop music. Just so you know, the playlist of 90s songs that they recommended, we're going to make those available on our social media. On our Marathi podcast, Gold Gappa, Tripti is joined by animal whisperer Anand Shinde, who narrates fascinating stories of human-animal interaction and lays emphasis on the preservation of wildlife. On the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik Nagarajan is joined by media and creative consultant Ramesh Srivats. They talk about cricket, learning JavaScript, and how Ramesh rose to frame on Twitter. And with that, let's get you on with your show. So, so let's jump back to the course you attended. Yeah. So, you know, what was the doctor's reaction when you were... Did you ask the most questions to all? <laughs> like, as a student, I can only imagine what you'd be doing there. I don't remember asking a lot of questions, but I definitely remember myself very excited with learning all these new things. And I would just go back home and rant out everything to Anilish, you know, just go on and on talking about it. Like, did you even know about this? Did you even know about this? Very surprisingly, there were a lot of facts we as adults did not know. In spite of having a child at home, we did not know a lot of facts about ourselves, about our bodies, about our relationship. And it was such so an eye-opener. what eye would be three such things which people, adults, you think are most commonly asking you? Because so one know. is uh, women asking me that why do men want so much sex? And why I don't want so much sex? Like it's, it you know, after literally after around 40, women are struggling. So that is one thing they want to know that how do we still go back to our sex life? One. Second question after babies, sex life is going down. Huge. Third, I'll, I'll say four things. Third, how do I stop myself from uh, ejaculating, premature ejaculating? Like I'm coming within two, three minutes. Mm. My partner is left high and dry. So she's not getting the orgasm and I am. I can't control, but I just have to come. So that's another question. And women um, do not even know. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Women do not even know that they have a different urethra for peeing and a vaginal opening for the birth canal and period they all they think it's all from one wow. one place so something like this also if we don't know what are we doing at school they are teaching you all the body parts but they'll definitely skip from the waist well, and I the thigh I hope all the listeners to the show have their doubts cleared if not they can definitely look you up and find you online on all the various places you Absolutely. are including Goki Play yes Yes, that's that's my play area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, sex education then was only about periods. Sex education now is not about sex. That's one thing I want to tell each and every person. Today you are listening to your show, Vishal. Sex education is not about sex. It's about everything a human body um, related to sexual activity and self, sexuality, as we call it in one huge word. It is about that. It's about knowing your body. It's knowing what happens to it. It's about knowing your conditioning, you know, your psychology. It's knowing about what you can look for further in your future. You're planning a baby, then what? Uh, you're having a baby, now what? Now what about your relationship that you have a baby? So many myths going around that uh, I don't feel like having sex now because I've had children. I don't need sex. Are you serious? You may not need for whatever reason, but your partner still does. So what what is going to happen now? So, so many things happening. So, sex education then was about so much. Sex education now is about a whole lot of things. So, science and morals together. You know, there are so many psychological issues associated with all of this, right? At the end of the day, I mean, it's like it comes. It's more psychology than physiology, literally. And uh, having science and morals together makes sex education. And you always wanted to study psychology. So, maybe this was your secret way to get into psychology, right? Or it just finally I got there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, finally. So I was, I really enjoyed doing Kilonagar also where I was dealing with parents and children and their psychology. So I found my comfort uh, with children and parents. Um, I did have my hesitation when I started sex ed for adults, but uh, I, I gave that to me, you know, like go Niyati, just do it. People want it, just go ahead and give it. And how long was that course, by the way? That was... 10 sessions. 10 sessions. Yeah. Not like a year or No, it was more about theory. It was more about content. So nobody teaches you how to talk. Nobody teaches you. They'll give you all the content which you can find online any which ways. But now what? Now what if somebody comes and sits in front of me and says, okay, I have a problem. So who was technically your first client? And how did you get this first client? My kids. <laughs> oh, my they, kids. they are the guinea pigs. They're Gen- not your Yeah. So a client, okay. So paid client, if you're telling me, uh, like a proper, proper client was this um, uh, one of my friend, but she insisted like, no, you're doing this professionally now and I'll pay you. Uh, she came to me. She has a son. Um, our kids were of the same age. So her son was about six years then. And uh, she came to me to tell me that I want my son to know about child sexual abuse. Will you talk to him? So that's where I started with the topic of child sexual abuse and then slowly going up to puberty. So, yeah. No, I mean, it's become so crazy, right? Right, right now, this whole good touch and bad touch has yes. become so important. I mean, yes. these are things you did not even think about some years back. So, yes, we didn't think about educating. It was it was but, happening. Uh, it was all happening. Exactly. So people have gone through, I have gone through abuse. And uh, I remember all the confusion I had. And I've heard so many stories since I've started educating of how they took it. And surprisingly, I have a fair number of women who come and tell me, you know, Niyati, maybe it was wrong what happened, but I enjoyed it. And a lot of women wanted to marry the abuser because they were getting the attention from that person which was ignored otherwise. So seeing it from different angles and perspectives, it gives me a lot of insights of what to call wrong and what to call right and what to not call at all. It's just something that somebody went through and how they took it. So this education is not about what you think is right, what I think is right. It's about 
how do you want to take it up ahead so your your first customer paid customer was your friend's yes. son yes uh who was your first organization who kind of signed you up and how did that happen i mean convincing okay friend's son is slightly more easier but yes. how did you go and convince your first organization to do it so it was a school i had uh, uh, decided a name for this so called company i was building uh, with me alone in that but i wanted something professional and avati was the name i came up with and avati stands for something means, in french right yes it means being informed so uh, i was looking at awareness but didn't find a name that would strike me so avati was something that I stood with me i heard this name for the first time yeah. it's unique yeah. good, that's yeah. a good thing thank you for that so i approached um, uh, schools and i was approaching a lot of schools and uh, my own school my kids school kind of picked me up and said you know um, even though you're a parent um, just come and do it professionally and uh, that was my first organization who uh, showed faith like you can take this to schools and then further on it went on but and by I, the time the teachers and all the people knew that oh you are doing this professionally yes yes but not everybody knew i i was not known so much because this is not a career no. choice which was like you know people taking no no it's no like are do you know iski mummy ye karti ha aisa kuch tha it was more like, a gossip go- yes like are you sure you want to talk about it i said you can go through my ppt that i've made see if it makes sense to you and i sat down with the authorities and that's how they took it up and so there were two more people who are important to mention here one is uh, asif ibrahim he runs a trainers conclave and he has a lot of trainers to introduce uh, you know a day but then he actually opened up this whole door for me into trainers world that's where i started picking up of how trainers train of different topics they were all corporate trainers nobody was talking about sex education right how to talk how to approach there are games to be played so the gujarati businessman yes. in you this <laughs> idea of dhanda and then yes. it with all these other things so still wanting to reach out to the kids very um, unfortunately sex education does not pay you well it does not but i knew there was Let's a future the word yet 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 let's not say it is not no, yet yet because now believe me i think this is you know for you know i have two teenage boys now mm-hmm. and i can uh, tell you that you know clearly the exposure they have yes you know possibly they already do more than any of us on this possibly yeah yeah so asif was the one who kind of opened the doors to this world of trainers and i gained a lot of learning just by observing these trainers so he's one i usually mention and second one was namrata thakkar she actually introduced me to one of the agencies who was providing medical supplies to schools and he had promised schools for workshops so he believed in the topic i was taking and the way i delivered and i almost covered more than 40 schools with him oh wow uh, in mumbai itself so that was a lot of field work i got for 3 years um you know repeating the schools going back to the next batch and what was the reactions of all these schools is like oh god another ye topic ko khatam karo jaldi karo you know is was the reaction of oh you know let's get it over with or schools were like no very good come here and let's do this properly for our kids so schools definitely jumped on the idea of having these topics by then there was a little um you know huha about uh, child sexual abuse happening in schools so they definitely welcomed somebody to take workshops on that but because they now knew me with this topic and the way i handled it they opened the doors for puberty then we used to have mother daughter sessions and father son sessions so that is where i also learned a lot 
directly talking to the parents and children it was not just hearsay or read i was in the field i was playing the game so that is where i earned a lot of my experience so today my talking is not just based on something i've read or somebody you know somebody who's a learned person has said something it is pure out of the experience i have had with the kids directly and the parents i think the best thing about your approach is then which i really like is you just don't talk about sexuality you also talk about parenting because these are also yes. these are all connected it's all hand in hand parenting is the mothership literally yes if the mothership has a problem everything is, else is really connected you totally, know whether it is totally. playing too much of video games or you know getting into all these things <laughs> yes. or excessive of you know eating junk food everything so, counts everything so a parent has to be that rock solid parent in today's parent. world unfortunately i tell that parents are using their mobile phone as a pacifier yes so the minute they see the the kid crying or distracting are yelo yelo game khelo yelo ya video dekho so that itself is you know literally the biggest problem right yes. now in parenting and i'm sure you have hundred others but i i identify no, the I mobile phone as the main one i agree with you uh, so basically the parents are kind of losing their patience so even though my parents did not have the patience but they definitely knew what to give and what mobile phones were not there but television also we were not allowed to just sit in front of the television for hours and hours together Well, um, like I said, they're using it as a pacifier. Absolutely, it's a pacifier. Right? Absolutely, I mean, that's what is happening. So just keep quiet. That's the idea. Just don't whine. Just don't cry. Don't make that loud noise. So, yeah, unfortunately. So how did you connect these two dots when you started delivering your courses online? So or that's exactly what happened when I was in school uh, doing my field work, where I saw the parents coming and saying. ये सुनती नहीं है कितना मैं इसको बोल रही हूँ शॉर्ट्स पहन के नीचे मत जाया करो बट सुनती नहीं है दैट्स वेरी इट रियलाइज दैट हाउ आर यू सेइंग इट इज मैटरिंग व्हाट यू सेइंग इज राइट फॉर योर डॉटर बट हाउ इट इज बीइंग परसीव्ड बाय हर इज व्हाट drew my attention because she was angry and she was saying so how was the teenage daughter listening to it my mother only keeps instructing me she does not trust me that i can take care of myself so what was the mother actually saying and what were the words coming out so the parenting here became so important to me that you have to build a relationship with your child in puberty and teenage when the child is flying out of the nest wanting to be independent you're pulling them back back to the nest that's not going to happen so now how can you still watch your child give the lessons from the nest and then let them fly so those are the kind of metaphors i started using started to connecting and who are more difficult to convince the parents or the kids parents of course hands down parents parents even today kids are so easy to talk to vishal if you i remember i had a 7th grader coming and telling me that i already have my periods and i'm attracted to this boy and i've already kissed him once so i had just finished my session with her <laughs> and she boldly comes one hour session and she boldly comes and tells me I um, my parents are going out next week and I've already invited the boy to my house 7th grader now what do you do because you are telling me this is not okay at this age so she believed what i told her and now she's coming to me for a solution who does that a parent would not and what was the solution yeah. you gave her <laughs> so i will not <laughs> um so it's basically to educate her like why would you do something when now you know it's not okay she like what do i do i said do one thing call him not when you're alone but if you want to meet him go down and meet him don't call him home 
So that is what was the solution. But I want him to come home. She was so explicitly telling me, I want to kiss him again. And I said, do one thing, go down, go to the garden or in your building where you are seen. If you genuinely want, feel like kissing, kissing, kiss him on the cheek. But trust me, it's not right now is not the age because once you kiss them on the lips, something else, you will feel like doing something else and you won't be able to control. If you've understood what I've said and if you trust me as your teacher, we call ourselves teachers there, do it this way. I did not go back to that school, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would have definitely asked that child how she took it up. But I was happy with the fact that within an hour, I could gain her trust with a topic like this and she could come and tell me. I, I doubt that she can ask, tell her parents. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. I've had children crying in front of me. I wish you were my mom. I wish you were my class teacher. All you have to do is listen to them. So kids are far more open to this topic and they want to know. They're curious. The magazines are giving them messages. The movies are giving them messages. Uh, there are relationships happening in the seventh grade and the eighth grade. They need education. And the parents are not ready to give it. So I so would... The parents are kind of confused themselves, right? The problem is that they have they are going to the school and then already they have so much pressure from the school. They have exam pressure. School, I mean, you know, the most stressed person today is a school, school grader. I think a school student. Yes. And the second most stressed is the parents. I am not joking about this when I say this. But uh, for parents, it's mostly about academics. The most stressed person today is a school student. And not to say their parents were trying to get them through school and that whole system. So what has been your experience dealing with these parents? Are they really receptive to it or for them education and other things are becoming more important? Yeah. So as you were asking in schools, when I used to go and uh, do workshops with parents, parents definitely were inviting because they realized that it is not as bad as they thought it was. In fact, it was not bad at all. It was not that what they anticipated, what was going to be spoken in these sessions. It was absolute like a story so when i talk to the children i take their questions first and i talk to them as if it's a story so explaining period to a five-year-old is also not difficult so when parents started realizing that no this can be done and it can be done so simply it started gaining momentum that is where they became like you know one but parent to the like other till the time the parents don't think there's a problem they don't really worry about it right most parents think that yeah, yeah you know the kids will find out on their own and I don't need to worry about it. So one thing media did good was uh, create uh, awareness and campaigns on periods. So a lot of advertisements were already there, you know, breaking the myths, the taboo. So somewhere the mothers were open to talk about periods to their girls and boys. That's where the start was for me. And because they were open with this topic, to include my other topics in between became easy. Then it opened their minds like, oh, yeah, so right now I'm talking about periods, but attraction is on its way. So now what? How will she know? When I see, you know, put this seed in their mind during the puberty workshop, that is where they were open for the next. So so having done sexual education, spoken to so many thousands of people, what do you think is the problem in our society? Why are we seeing so many cases of rape and sexual abuse and all these things? So what do you think is really wrong? So when it comes to abusing and rapes and everything, it has nothing to do with sex as such. It's more about 
the incompleteness of the person or the aggression in that person not happy with life you know that part that attitude of the person where he needs to now show the authority the confidence which he does not have which he has to portray the anger which he has to vent out that is where they will do things that are not supposed to be done to show i can still do it so abuse and rape is coming from that part not the sex part actually so in our culture the girls are taught very differently than the boys are for the boys there is no rules like you can't sit this way or you can't wear such clothes or not wear such clothes even in today's times the parents of the girls are more careful about what she wears how she sits who is she talking to we were always taught as children that boys are bad not to talk to boys so that conditioning is where the women think that something has happened to her which is so bad because sex is now so bad in her thoughts in her beliefs now that is why rapes is given so much of importance in the negative sense like oh god the woman was raped murder is equally bad why don't we make a huha and cry and campaigns of all the aggression that is coming out all in different means yeah. all crimes but because this was fed into our minds as children and this is not who we are if you see our ancestors we are the ones who have studied kama sutra right written it down we've studied sexuality as a science and as an art and we are the ones who are telling the world how good it is and how it's supposed to be done in both ways now we are the ones who are now giving it a completely different understanding to it and making it bad so all the rapes and abuse is not coming from the sexuality angle they are taking it because we are seeing it as a bad thing so combining the aggression and the attitude they are coming from to something that is not allowed and they will always do something so, that's so not allowed so you are allowed. doing this largely in mumbai right or yes. are you doing this in other cities also i do it but largely in mumbai so what about the rest of india how is this being handled in other parts of the country the first time i did it outside mumbai was in um, vapi and i was a little hesitant about i don't know how will they take it whether i'll do a good job but kids are same all over i've gone to guwahati where i was again once more hesitant and i was like i'm not sure i was nervous of how this session is going to go but it was amazing like 250 kids 350 kids sitting in the room and they asked me the same questions the bombay kids asked me the kids because of the technology they've all come on the same platform they all see the same things they all are exposed to the similar kind of the you know the exposure so kids are the same parents fortunately are more open outside mumbai because they are more open yes, outside mumbai yes because they want it they don't get something like this here it is more about the showing you know how are we dressed and how are we speaking and what society we belong to the education part of it is taking a back seat when it comes to their children mm. and by any chance if a parent will say oh i gave sex education to my child it is seen as why did you need it kuch problem kuch problem hai kya kuch hua kya kuch bacche ne kiya kya so that you know is something that metro cities are not understanding the importance of it it's needed here the most so at what point of time did you decide that now this is not only going to be a career but my life's mission to 
कि चलो ये करके देखते हैं आई हैव डन सो मेनी बिजनेसेस यू हैव डन सोल्ड बॉल बैरिंग्स यू हैव स्टार्टेड यू नो ट्रैवल एजेंसी एंड यू नो योर नेक्स्ट टॉय बिजनेस सो एट व्हाट पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम डिड यू काइंड ऑफ मेक दिस फुल शिफ्ट so there was this time i remember when i was telling you about being exposed to the trainers world that's where i started taking a lot of feedback from people of how do i take this uh, topic forward and everybody would just tell me don't do it the title i would use for myself as a sex educator was looked down upon and said that don't call yourself that's why you're not working you know that's why you're not selling call yourself a parenting coach and then slowly put the topic i said that's not how i want to go the more so the words had no to me card which said sex education yes wow yes <laughs> and i would go to all these networking meets uh, no matter how small or big they were just to spread this awareness ke aisa aisi koi bandi hai who is doing sex education and to spread the awareness that there is something and, called and sex education and what was the reaction of people when they took your card <laughs> it would be so much fun to go we i would just go mainly to see the reactions and it would be like huh what what is it i like they'll see my card again like did i hear exactly what she said and read it on the card what does it mean so there was there were expressions literally and and few of them were like even today i have never heard of a career like that so they see it as a career i see it as a mission though sex education did not pay the way it should actually i mean i would rather pay for sex education than put my child for english speaking classes see the difference where we are but at the same time it became like i know the kids want it and the adults are not giving it to them that's where i made it a mission ab to leke jaungi this format or that format whatever format is available to me i am there you put me on a road with five kids i will speak you put me in a room with 500 kids i will speak no. you put me in a room with 10000 parents i will speak so so there are talks about banning porn online you know stopping there shutting that making girls and boys sit together i mean you hear of all these things yeah uh, which are you know on the internet or on news tomorrow uh, or today so what is the part of the solution how people can handle it because you keep hearing about these random things all the time so people are taking decisions depending on what situation they are in sometimes they don't see the long term effect they just see right now how do we just put a bandaid on this you know so i remember the day porn was banned and how Uh, the world reacted to it india reacted to it and i was bombarded with the question what do you have to say as a sex educator and all i had to say was in a way it's good because it was not doing good to anybody in a way now you're just giving more reasons for people to go and do it because you've said no so either ban or no ban just educate yourself of what it is so even see people know they should not be getting addicted to alcohol should not uh, smoke but they do it if you know that you're doing it for a reason and that's where you stop given you know given it to you but if you just don't have any education about it and you're going making decisions out of it it's not done to protect children from pornography was a fabulous way of the reason to ban pornography but then you you know how the adults reacted what i have to say is just educate yourself porn itself will drop this industry will see no future when couples realize that it's us who needs to connect 
we don't need something else to arouse us children will know that this is like an everyday conversation in my house why do i have to go and see a video of what sex is today my 8 year old knew about childbirth about period when she was 5 it can be a conversation to little ones too it's just the way of life if you make it that way it's nothing these talks are nothing and so what do you think the government should do or you know my favorite question is if you were the education minister or ah. i don't know under which ministry this even comes health <laughs> minister or whatever ministry uh, sex education is supposed to come uh, what will you change in the country so two things definitely one so why, which will, ministry does this come under <laughs> i would take the education ministry okay. because uh, it will involve schools teachers parents and then the kids so there's a whole community that comes together to educate the kids so two things i would do one i would make it mandatory for every school to not only have sex education for the kids but to have it for the parents and a parenting course for the parents where it's not about how to raise your child it will be about how to be the support your child needs you to be so these two things to definitely i would change and the education starts from junior kg onwards where but you know my only problem is adding one more course will not solve we have so many courses but nobody is learning so it, yeah it will become people will buy all kinds of books to hack the exam and you know everybody will i mean the problem in the education system is that there are subjects for everything but experts in nothing so that is exactly how it will all start when it becomes so, see so currently you're saying have nothing give, there is zero there is no there education. is there is there is reproductive system being done by the 8th and the 9th graders in icse cbse as well as ig all the international boards but the trouble is the teachers are not trained or they hesitate themselves if you can speak about a digestive system why can't you speak about a reproductive system because you have to say the words like vulva and vagina hmm. are you getting it so when something becomes compulsory it might be uncomfortable in the beginning but then you'll see the flow and this did, does not have to be a different course it can be in your bio book it can be in your science book it can be in your community living because as i said sex education is not about sex it's about sex and sexuality together the vishal gondal show will be right back after this break hey amit What do you think about starting a dating podcast? Uh to be honest I think that idea is kind of garbage. Sure, just like dating then. Oh, we could call it dating as garbage. Oh. We could talk to people about their sad dating lives. Okay, I'm not so sure about that. And we can discuss our terrible sex lives. Okay, definitely not that. We could talk about how there's no such thing as love and it's all a load of crap and nothing can ever truly bring meaning to our lives. Okay, you might need some help there. All right, it's a yes then. Dating is garbage. Every week we break down all things from dating apps, social media, texting, calling, dating rules and more with some really cool people. Episodes out every Thursday on the IVM Podcasts app or wherever you get your podcasts. So so a lot of the people right now listening to us would be parents, uh, would be young people themselves or would be even be students. Right. So what advice do you have for these three categories? Parents, young let's say millennials and kids related to sex sex education and parenting i will start with the parents definitely i want the message to go to the parents is 
I understand that what you think and where you come from, but give it a possibility. See, you educate yourself before you educate your children. Then you will know how easy this can be and how important it is. So please educate yourself and, first. And how do you educate yourself? What do you do? I mean, what are the resources available to these people? So multiple ways, definitely. Uh, there are now educators like me. There are doctors who are open to talk about it. There are beautiful principals who are ready to take up these topics to speak in school. Find your trusted adult who you trust will give you the right information. There are websites which are valid, which you can trust which is giving out information and people like me will come up with books as I'm coming with two uh, oh, yeah, you are books, yeah. yes so we've done our research we've been there we've been with the doctors it's there you know it's all validated read those books put your questions out in you know even when mothers come together trust me we are only talking about our children and schools why not ask the question like what is your child going through now that you know, uh, she's attaining puberty. That discussion as a community also brings out a lot of solutions. Yeah. So as I'm saying, this is not a classroom In topic. Fact, I was told that, you know, traditionally there were a lot of rituals around puberty and, you know, actually yes. it was celebrated and this was supposed to be discussed. Right? Yes. In That's the exactly. System. That's exactly. So you may not want to go to the rituals of it. But the idea is that you make it so normal for the child. You make it a celebration that now I'm a woman. I have the power to give birth to another life. If a girl comes from that space and she gets her periods, she won't be crying and cribbing about, Oh God, one more day. I have my periods. I can't do this. No, she'll be happy about it. So it, it completely depends on your tone and the words that you use to describe this, these new phases that your children are going through. Even boys, who talks about wet dreams? Who tells them what erections are and why it's happening? Who talks to them when they probably uh, felt that wetness for the first time? Nobody's talking to them either. Period is still becoming open topic now. But boys are still there and there. So for parents, definitely please educate yourself. For the youth... Don't make it so casual also. Just because it's a way of life, it does not mean it's a casual affair. Commitment to one partner is not only important because it's it's the way we are traditionally. One person, like, you know, a one man girl or a one woman man. Not like that, but even health wise. Don't catch infections. Don't sleep around with so many people that you finally don't even know where and what has happened. Be committed to one person and see the connection, how sex actually works. It's not a physical phenomena. It has a lot to do with your mental and your social and your spiritual being. So that is something you need to be educated. You probably know how physically you can attain orgasm but how is orgasm affecting your other phases of life that you have to see so educate yourself a little more a little deeper into the subject kids i don't want to say anything because they are like sponge right now they are only taking it in so it is up to us what we are giving it to them so the messages for the youth and the parents and as a citizen of india you know, we know that the future is the youth and young people and all of that. Right. But as a as a citizen, what can we do? What can we tell 
our representatives or our schools if we are parents what can we go and tell our schools to do because i don't know if a lot of parents are going and asking this to schools also at the same there time. are few parents who are asking the schools to do it but please request the schools not to give us just 45 minutes or 1 hour please give us at least 6 hours in a whole year give us six turns to come maybe every two months where we can come and take the sessions with your children with the children because once we've exposed them to a topic and when they're experiencing that they will have questions and where do they go with those questions so please parents ask for more time from the schools if they are doing that now the fight is between the schools and the parents the schools say if we take up sex education for teenagers they are okay till puberty but as soon as we start talking about intercourse contraception pregnancy stds pornography masturbation then everybody is withdrawing the schools are like this is not my job parents are like i don't know what to do school should do it so the fight between the schools and the parents is on right now i want the government to come in and say just do it whoever has to do it do it make it a way of life like remember we used to have community living yeah. in our schools yeah. it's not there anymore and see where the civic sense is going so something like that like a value education just speak about respecting one another speak about consent speak about you should take permission before you even think that okay she's my wife i can do whatever i want it doesn't work like that take permission when the first time you're going to kiss a boy ask will you be okay so that respect has to be taught that consent has to come the biology has to be there the moral has to be there the responsibility has to be there the hygiene has to be there there's so much yeah. to talk about so so how have your kids taken up to this i mean having you at home <laughs> they should have been done a phd on this by now so if you will see or if anybody else will see they will think that they have phd but they don't know that because for them it's a way of life my books and are lying your, your son is 13 or 12 15, 15. okay yes he's 15 today so there were times when i asked him i said hey are you okay me doing these topics i hope nobody is bothering you <laughs> like what is your mother talking and what all she you know but he's like you know what one nobody's telling me and secondly so what if they think like that i know what you're doing because they've seen the way i've been working and i have cried okay uh, vishal there were nights when i wanted to give up there were nights when i would just yell like why are schools not understanding why are parents not understanding so when i come across counseling sessions where children have really gone through a lot just because parents couldn't talk to them and they are facing so much of problems i would i would howl but next morning i knew i just had to wake up and do the same thing again i wanted to reach out to as many students but my kids fortunately they don't hesitate so i have to be very careful to tell them how much they can take out and not because in schools i don't want a child to be educating other children i don't want my 8 year old saying that you don't know about periods are <laughs> periods means this is this is this so for her it may be very natural yeah but the but other thing gets scandalized <laughs> my the other mother will call me like what is your daughter teaching my daughter you know so i have to let them know that not everything is discussed outside this is something that should go from an adult not from you to a friend so they understand that and i have had uh, uh, problems when i would sit for goki lives and my daughter would just be in that area and there are topics she's not yet ready for and i have to tell her you know go inside and i have to do my live and she would question me acha there are topics you've not told me also 
So it's like that. Yeah. They trust me at the same time. They are like, oh, you have a lot, you know, still to tell me. And yes, my son has also asked me questions, which probably I don't think he would have asked me if I had not introduced this topic to him. It was so easy for him to talk to me about hair growing and what to do about it or now next what or, you know, it was it's easy to talk to them. So kids are taking it so naturally, really. So I think it's it's up to us how we present a exactly. subject and how big deal we make it. Exactly. I it's mean, in your tone, it's in your you words. Know, I think the, like, for example, I, you know, again, the whole LGBT issue hmm. in India, right? Hmm. It started from being a taboo and now in India, there are gay parades and, you know, all this happening everywhere. Right. Pride is becoming mainstream. Right. So clearly there is a change in the society to the positive and clearly people like you are contributing it contributing in a big way but has this some way also impacted let's say people what they think around you because lot you know a lot of times you had said there was a lot of negativity which yes. you faced yes so, there was there was so how did you deal with that so earlier i would not understand and i would just be so stubborn about why do you have to be so negative about the subject slowly i got to accept it that even though the reason i want to bring a change is because the situation is like that. So slowly I started smiling at the people who would tell me, um, don't do it. Or what are you doing? You should not talk about these topics. And I remember my family members saying that, why do you have to counsel adults? Why do you have to educate them? You don't know what kind of people we have around. And I have got, you know, uh, wrong calls in the middle of the night. And, so earlier, it was a little stress. Okay, this is not what I signed up for. But slowly, me and my husband started laughing about it. Like, so now if I get a call in the middle of the night, it's like, Are Nilesh, really a call. <laughs> <laughs> so we started taking it in a different way. Because if I want to continue doing this, I cannot be bothered with such um, negativity coming to me. Otherwise... The whole world is waiting to put me down. And so say, all the time you had to give, you had thoughts of giving up. Yeah. What kept you going? Kids, just kids. Like, you know what? I still have another school who is still interested. Let me go talk to them. So if there is nothing, I still have some mother who wants uh, this to be taken to the child. Let me go find her. So that kept me going. Like, you know, also you've been very active online and you've used online really well, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook. Yes. And now, of course, on Goki Play, you are going to 10,000 and 15,000 people. 66,000 okay, 66, people. Sorry, I don't have the latest. It number. is crazy how uh, social media can be advantageous. And I remember when I started sharing topics like child sexual abuse on social media, I did get a lot of uh, uh, hate messages like, you don't know what you're saying and how can you use this uh, topic on social media so openly? How can you talk about sex and how can you talk about condoms? I would make it hilarious also, but I think social media has really, really helped me reach out to people. Uh, very recently, I got somebody telling me that, Madam, whatever you're doing, this is not a profession and LinkedIn is not the platform to put up posts like these. So when I share Goki uh, play and my, uh, you know, um, my classes and the topics that I'm going to cover on Goki, they're like, you can't talk about these things on LinkedIn. <laughs> I said, I, I am 
sorry that you feel that way but this is a profession and i am a counselor and i am talking on these topics it's like hr you, are, you know people are having classes courses on hr and exactly so things. i said you know i am you're free to not be connected to me that's the best you can do ignore it but this is the platform this is the profession and i am going to talk about it so the more people said no the more i said yes that's that's exactly the way of looking at things you know and again you know just to kind of give you a little bit on my journey every time i come up with an idea that's what people say it's crazy and it's not going to work and it's stupid <laughs> and i'm like yeah, yeah i'm on the right track exactly <laughs> you know but when the idea comes to you know vishal you also know that there is a possibility and that thought itself gives you the push to go towards that possibility and make it happen and somewhere our ancestors all the courts have always said there is nothing called impossible it's always i am possible then why not so so tell me now you know how do you manage so many different hats you know you have you know having kids is like running two companies oh, yeah. already and then <laughs> you have this and then you are married and you're looking yeah. at the house so how do you manage all these things together um so when i started off the idea was to keep it low and to keep it whenever it suited me so first preference was given to family kids fir time bachta hai to kaam karenge slowly as i started getting into it i realized what a big deal i was into and i am working more today and not that my family is ignored but they definitely don't see me as much as they used to see me earlier so my little one is the one who kind of adjusts the most 15 year is more than happy yeah. not having the mother around but uh, little one kind of comes to like mama you today also you're not there today where are you going and then she also sees the other side where i'm being awarded and recognized and spoken about and newspaper articles and you know like vishal gundel calling for an interview and when they hear that they see that mama is achieving so at eight also she has that maturity but yes it is it is just about making choices and uh, i think uh, i did this course called landmark and i finished all the three levels it gave me a fantastic way of organizing myself and to see it as a possibility ke i want to do everything and everything is important and, and what are your hacks for organizing yourself Haan. so um, while uh, google calendar and wonder list are the two apps i use for my, and a diary a very traditional so wonder list is like you do task management yes yeah. yes um and the biggest uh, life hack and the best life hack i have is my husband oh nilesh shah so oh, how is he a life hack he's he's all these three combined he's a google calendar he'll be like okay do you remember there's a project today and i'm like yeah so even <laughs> if i haven't yeah, yeah yeah everything's ready it's all there he gives me those deadlines you know he'll remind me beginning of the day in the middle of the day whenever he remembers he's there to tell me and of course google calendar works brilliantly wonderlist helps me uh, the diary helps me so things are in place to ensure that i have um organized myself so if i am here then i am not only here for 2 hours i'm here for 3 hours so i know that there is buffer time and i don't overbook myself okay i have to finish this before kids come home so literally like 3:30 to 4:30 there's nothing it's only for children then 4:30 onwards because she will be doing this i can finish this so that's how i kind of manage in between i do give up on a lot of social life that otherwise i would have engaged myself into 
I don't go to the parlors anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like somebody has to tell me that, okay, you know what, lady, you need to go. So that's where there's an appointment. So the priorities are set. I know what I want to do. And I kind of manage it pretty brilliantly. And I have fabulous friends who will always pop up when I need that break. Are chalniyati, jana hai kya aaj, coffee, you know something. So, so which is your favorite holiday destination? Where do oh, you keep going a lot? I think the best one I've had till now was Italy. Oh. And I fell in love with that place. And Rome was something literally out of that dream book that you see those paved, you know, paths and uh, people the sitting outside. There. Yes. And I would be just like... I have to come back here and I just couldn't get And I enough. presume you also like Italian food then? Love it. Love it. I have gone, I went crazy eating those pizzas and pastas and lasagnas and whatnot. So, loved the food, loved the people, loved the the music and everything about so, that. So, uh, what is your routine like? What time do you wake up and how do you manage your day? Waking up is usually around 6-ish and... Um, the first thing I have to do is drink my glasses of water, warm water. That is something never miss on that. Uh, Surya Namaskar is something I do, which I feel is working out for the whole body, uh, as and, well and as. How many um, can you do? Right now, I'm 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 happy with a 25 cassette. Uh, not going further. I don't know why, but just stuck to 25. And um, then it's immediately waking the kids up and getting onto the routine. I cook my breakfasts. Uh, so there are two breakfasts usually that I have mm. to make. So, and waking up kids is a fifteen-minute job already. <laughs> yeah, so there are that, yeah. singing songs and or cracking a joke or putting on music or simply dancing so that they laugh and they wake up. So there are these kind of routines I have. Once the kids are out, I get uh, at least an hour and a half on my own when there's nobody to disturb. So, so do you do any meditation? Do you do spirituality or follow any of that? Meditation does happen. It's either meditation or taking a nap, but it's usually in the afternoon, not in the morning. Morning, I'm totally charged up for the day, totally charged up. And 7.30 to 9, there's nobody in the house. Like Nilish is still sleeping. Mm. Even if he's awake, he takes time to get ready on his own. So that time is like my boost time. I am at my best at that time. So I just catch up on messages, finish my work, uh, read up on or writing my books as I was doing. So do all that kind of work. Then again, go back into meeting people, catching up on calls, doing all of that. By 3, 3.30, I wind up with as much as I can. And you also read a lot of books and that kind of, what kind of material? I read a lot of books, but they're all mostly about my own topic. Mostly. How many books can you read on sex education? Oh my God. I can't even start to tell you. Because every uh, writer has its own way of writing. Oh, okay. So how... um, if I have to say puberty is spoken by Dr. Vatsa and how it is spoken by Dr. Rajan Bose. So for everybody who does not know Dr. Vatsa, I think you need to give us a little oh bit of his background God. on that man. He's, He's what now, 90? He's 94. 94? Yeah. And um, I remember the day I picked up my phone. And uh, so how that happened, I would like to mention here. I was attending one event by the Swaddle. Okay, it's a it's a portal and they were having an event on child sexual abuse. There was a panel and I was not yet there to be called as a panel. So I went there as an audience and a panel was discussing something and I heard there were six women sitting on that panel and Dr. Vatsa was the chief guest there and um, they were talking about child sexual abuse and when to start educating your children about it and all of that. 
and there was something that was missing according to me and the ans- the questions that the parents were asking were not getting answered according to me and i stood up and uh, as if like how much i know you know <laughs> and i stood up and i said a parent asked when to start sex educating the child and the answers that has come out is whenever you think is ready or whenever the child is ready it's not giving an answer to the parent say by 2 years when you are giving her a bath and she understands your language you teaching her body parts teach her how to clean her vulva how to be hygienic that's where you start the sex education and i think that confidence uh, the way i spoke and what i spoke drew dr vatsa's attention so after the session uh, his secretary his assistant came to me and said dr vatsa wants to meet you and i'm like one second what you can't kid about these things you these are not the pranks you play on people <laughs> you cannot be doing that it's dr vatsa we are talking about and it took it took her 7 minutes literally to convince me that dr vatsa definitely wants to see me and that's where my journey with him started and i went to meet him and i you know how a baby is you know when she, when he finds chocolate in front of him after like starving for 24 hours i was like that and uh, he asked me who i am what i do he held my hand like a grandfather and he took me through something i can't even imagine a 94 year old having that sight of an insight 45 years back i was not even born to say that you need to sex educate that kind of insight and so modern vishal so he had predicted or he had already he was doing it yeah he with his team like dr raj brambhat and everybody were doing it and he is the one who founded uh, cscpi they have an organization and he's done so much work for sex education but he was way ahead of time and people were not taking it so his most famous column what, what uh, this was like ask the sex expert yeah yes i have seen him replying on his computer i used to think that these are just random questions somebody no. makes up the editor makes up and gives them these were real people asking yes, these questions yes he gets emails and then he sits down to write and i i've been a part i witnessed it i mean i witnessed this and i've seen how how it actually how he reacts to the question so everybody first. right now please <laughs> google Dr Watsa and his most popular column uh, where he talks about and answers every possible question Questions. on earth and i see how he reacts to it sometimes it irritates him sometimes it angers him and he's like how can people not know something so basic yet and how can you ask questions so disrespectfully either ways and then the way he comes up with a hilarious answer to give back and i'm like you have to be there you know <laughs> 45 years into the field and then come up with something that the public wants to hear it's something else and yeah. he held my hand and he said neeti do this he took me on the platform of national sexology conferences i've uh, submitted uh, two of my papers there and he was the one to say that don't bother what the world calls you or does not call you whether you have a certificate or you don't india does not need a certificate to be a sex educator you are a natural and go with it and he gave me that platform and and the confidence yeah and the confidence having his endorsement is all you need it's all i need and i remember the first time i went on the stage before that the first time he invited me on the conference he said you know present and i said i'm not ready never been to a conference before let me see it first and there were doctors who said that you are a quack you are you're a cheater you might be 
not educating but doing some other business underneath and i would be like i'm not doing anything like that <laughs> yeah you're selling something selling else. something oils and pills and i said i'm not into all that stuff it took a while for them it took them a year when i went on stage and i presented that's where the mean people in the committee understood where i came from and why dr watsa was pushing me to be a part of cscpi and uh, then i earned the respect of the doctors and that room full of more than 350 doctors clapping for me and saying ma'am we want to learn from you wow imagine that that, that must be quite a feeling it was it then there was no stopping so are there any books which you recommend people to read or your favorite books which one should really go through two books definitely one is by dr rajan bosle which is on sex education and one by dr watsa which says it's normal so he the book is called it's, it's normal. normal so there are so many myths he has busted in this book and the way he's written is brilliant he's written the explanation of a topic and he's covered the questions he's received from the public yeah that these are the questions you are asking and then explanations of and replies to those questions it's brilliantly written and are you a gadget person is there anything you bought off late less than 10000 bucks which you yes uh which i was wearing when i entered this room it's my one plus your oh, bullets because i this is a bluetooth uh, yes device oh. it's like a headphone head head your phone and that kind of increases your productivity a lot yes. you could be like hands free uh it's easier to talk the phone is not close to you yeah and here i think we can just go on and on and not stop but yes. like i said <laughs> it's amazing i mean what you have done is so commendable you know the only other podarite who has been on the show is yashraj i don't know if you know yashraj akashi no yashraj is the guy who is behind tedx oh uh, he's the yes. one who organizes tedx gateway and uh, i jokingly say that he's the man who can take ideas and talk about ideas but you are the other podarite <laughs> who can take an idea Yay. which everybody says not possible yes. bad taboo and make it the best idea in town and of course uh, through your education and through all your initiatives you are going to change the world so I so hope. so happy for you and glad to have you on the show thanks a lot for coming in thank you vishal thank you once again it's an honor thank you how where do you think you are of your laws and rights Do you look up to laws when you are caught up in situations? Do you know what your rights are when you're stuck somewhere bad? Well, here's a show that can help you move an inch closer to being aware of what your rights are. Tune into Know Your Kanoon with me Amar Rana. This is a podcast meant to answer all your law related queries. Catch Know Your Kanoon every week on the IVM website or the app or anywhere you get your podcast from. Did I just catch you on your way to work or did you end up pulling an all nighter? Let me guess. You have a packed schedule for the day, the week, and probably the month and the year. That's a lot for your mind to handle, don't you think? This buzzing chaos also brings tons of negative thoughts. Am I right? Try spinning that bottle in a positive direction with me, Chetna, on the Positively Unlimited podcast every Monday on IBM Podcasts. It's time to change your life. one alphabet at a time.